you know, when it's like negative degrees outside, that's when you really know winter's here. And that's basically what it's been like the last two days, which means, hey, winter's here, which means it's time for your favorite quarterly podcast, The Seasonal Anime Checkup. Hello, I'm Jared, and we're going to talk about some shows that happen in fall. Look forward to shows that happen in winter, or going to happen in winter, excuse me. And maybe talk about some of the best anime this year, because that would probably be a good idea since it's the end of the year, beginning of the year wrap up. Something like that. That's the way it goes. This is episode number 16, which means this is like four years now of this podcast, which sounds crazy. Not something I probably would have expected. (laughs) But hey, thanks for listening. If you have just now or in the past or whenever, remember you can check out this podcast on seasonalamacheckup.com or sec.cool, where you can find past episodes of it as well. And it's on iTunes if you search Seasonal Anime Checkup and all that jazz. So hey, why don't we just dive right in and talk about the fall season, which I actually watched more shows than last time, which is probably a good thing. Uh, We're going to start off with Code Realize, which there is a longer form episode of this where we dive into it a lot more in depth which will be coming out a few days after this goes up on the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA podcast. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this, then that's probably the place you should go for that. But, you know, I just want to say a few things like, hey, don't let this being an Atome game adaptation, like, make you waver on whether you should watch this or not. Because the way the show adapts it is, like, it doesn't really go into the Atome stuff. It only focuses on one route. But regardless, like... The story is so just wacky and insane and fun that you should just watch it and just regardless because it's it's just insane. Like, oh yeah, it's it's steampunk London in the nineteenth century with like cars and airships and things like that. And oh, here's all these famous like characters from various forms of literature that are just hanging out. <laughs> it's a fun, goofy, goofy ride, but it's very much well worth like the watch because it's only 12 episodes and you know sometimes with game adaptations that they're not necessarily the best in terms of animation you know we've seen that previously with stuff like Ace Attorney which that turned into a huge train wreck but this was really well done in terms of quality so I was fairly surprised in that regard but yeah you should it's definitely something I think people should watch like because like I said, it's it's a fun story, and even with its game background, it does a good job of like just being its own thing and making you care about it. But like I said, if you want to get, get way more in depth about it, uh, check out episode fifty six of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. We're we're going to talk about that for like an hour in like twenty minutes or something like that. So and go episode by episode. So it'll be a way more in depth look at it. Uh, up next would be Just Because, which is another big old shoujo anime, which I don't know if it has like a source material or not, but for the most part, like I really, really enjoyed the show in the ways of like, oh, here's this kid who some of these characters have been around before in terms of like they went to school with him, transfers away, then comes back in like the weirdest time for like for high school essentially. Where it's like, it's the last semester where everyone's focusing on, on entrance exams for university. 
And then he just comes in. It's like, well, hey, guys, I can't really be in classes or anything. So I'm just going to go do my own thing. But I'm back. Hello. And that leads to a lot of dynamic changes and relationships and all that sort of stuff. So, like, the main character has, like, this kind of love triangle between this girl he used to like back in, like, middle school or something like that. And then this new girl who comes in who's, like, this, who's the head of the photography club gets this cool picture of him when him and his friend are out playing baseball and like just starts badgering him be like hey I want to use this in this contest I want to use this in the contest I want to use this in this contest and that's how they kind of become friends in a way and then also there's like another side relationship with like his friend and this other girl that he has a crush on and I think it was a real interesting way of like showing the dynamics of both of those and like just the way they uh they conclude with like both of those where like one's like well okay they're not going to end up dating but She's like, well, maybe something will happen after we get through university and all that stuff. And then, of course, the other one's like, oh, let's wait till like the final two minutes of the last episode for any conclusion to this, because that's the shoujo genre in a nutshell, which can be unfortunate. But I mean, that's just the way that those stories in that genre are usually told, specifically in terms of anime, because, you know, they don't have that much time to really get a chance to tell them. So it was kind of compact and then make, and they just stretch it out to make you wait. But this is a good form of that genre. Like if you like shoujo, you'll probably like this show. And I would definitely recommend checking it out. Up next season two of love life sunshine, which, you know, I talked about this last year when the show originally came out and how I was like, I was very surprised by it because, you know, there's a lot of expectations going in. It seems like it's the same formula, but they did enough to like kind of differentiate itself from the original series in a way that was like, okay, well, this isn't the same thing, so let's see where they go with this. And I think the second season does an even better job of like subverting your expectations of what exactly the show's going to be, where it's like, you know, there's the same like storyline of like, oh, well, the school's going to get shut down if we don't do this, this, and this. And like with the original series, it was like, oh, hey, we saved the school, blah, blah, blah. But in this, in Sunshine, they're like, no, you're not going to get that. Like, you're not going to get that resolution. But what if we change it in a little bit of ways to be like, okay, make it so you win the competition and etch that school's name into history in a way that, hey, if you don't win, people are just going to forget about it. So it adds like even more stakes to them winning. And I think... It was a really interesting change from the original series where it's like, oh, well, they just kept like getting like all these problems solved for them in a way that like he was like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's, you know, those types of things happen in drama and specifically. But with this, it was like, okay, we're going to try and do the same thing, but we're going to flip what you think is actually going to happen. And I think it worked really well. Also, just like the ways they they fleshed out uh, the Saint Snow rival group in a way that like they never did with the original series with Arise. I thought it was like a very interesting change that really benefited the show in a lot of ways to where like, okay, we actually like know like what these characters are motivations wise, like driven by and getting to see them like fail at one point and like not even make the finals was a way of like saying like, okay, you know, just because they're the rival group doesn't mean like, oh, automatically they're going to be neck and neck and all this stuff. Like they can fail they can have like both of these characters can have like their own motivations and deciding like, okay, well the one sister is a third year. She's not going to come back. What does the younger one do? And I thought it was like a real good dynamic 
showing that and just like getting a chance to flesh out those characters specifically. And also just like getting like interminglings of different friendships within the, the, the main group of Aqua where like there are some characters you wouldn't expect to be like friends with each other, but like they get character specific episodes where you get, you get to see like that relationship kind of bloom between them in ways that you basically aren't going to expect. I mean, it's it, the, I think the one kind of like downside maybe is that like, it's, it basically follows the same formula as the, the original series was like two seasons and then over, oh, going to make a movie afterwards, which I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do for like a movie unless it's just like a season, re- a series recap or if it's something new, it's like, well, everything kind of got resolved. So where exactly could you go from here? I think that's like the interesting question, but with like what they did with this season or with this series in general, like, I think that gives them the benefit of the doubt to be like, okay, despite the fact that like, it doesn't seem like there's much left to do with this. I could understand them doing something different and maybe putting out this, like this new story and I'd probably be okay with it. Also, like if there's ever a time to do the, the, the mashing of the two series together, like this is probably the one time they can, because that was something I was expecting throughout this season because they never did it in the first season. But once again, they basically were like, no, we're not, we're still not going to do that. So like if there's going to be like a cameo role or like somehow like some form of meeting between the two, like this would probably be the, I mean, obviously it's the last chance, but probably also be like the best chance to do that. But even then, like they don't need to, that's the best thing about this. Like they have the strength of their own series that they can work on and just make their own story that they don't need the original series anymore. Like, and I think that's a testament to just like the writing and how well they did with both seasons for sunshine that they're able to be like, no, we, we really don't need this. We, we don't need the bump to the original series. Like it could give us cause we can stand on our own. And then finally, uh, the second season of March comes in like a lion, which did, start out or at least finished uh, earlier this year, but has now come back. I mean, you could say a lot of the same things that you said for like the first season for the show. Like it's still a bunch of shogi. There's a lot of drama in it, but kind of like similar to sunshine, like they're fleshing out some of like the, the side characters, like the family that uh, Ray hangs out with a lot. Like there's this whole arc of uh, Hina being bullied and just like seeing like all these characters like react to that and also like getting some like other shogi player characters getting their own roles um the one friend of his having his own little storyline we're like oh you get to see kind of like oh well he's had like these medical problems like what exactly are they and that gets fleshed out in a way uh it's also still going on so like i can't really comment on a lot of it because you know, obviously it's not finished but you know if you, it's basically the the case of hey, if you like the first season, you'll like this because it's pretty much more of the same, and it's just the story continuing on from the first season into this. So nothing really much has changed in that aspect, but it's like it's something you haven't got into. Like it's definitely, I think, a show worth watching, just with the ways like it deals with, you know, you think of it just like oh, it's just a sh- show about shogi, but really it's like there's so much more drama in them tackling a lot of different like issues like specifically i think in ways of like mental health like they do kind of tackle a lot of those in ways that you kind of aren't expecting so it's a very interesting show in that respect as well 
I think that's about it for shows I watched. Like there was a couple of other ones that I started watching, but then like I just I stopped watching and just did not have time to like go back and finish them. Which is kind of a bummer, but hey, that's just what happens sometimes. Let's talk about Best Anime of 2017, which, you know, like we've been doing for the past few years. Usually we do a top 10, but like, I'm just going to do a best best of because I just don't have time to rank them in order. And I don't know if I'd even have enough for like 10. Let's be real. <laughs> but there's a lot of good shows and like the rules we usually have are... You know, it can start in the previous year, but if it finishes in 2017, then that's what we're going to count. Even shows from, like, this year, or from the last season, I would probably put in, like, Love, Life, Sunshine, I think, is great. Code Realize is great. Uh, Just Because is great. Like, that's three right there. Can't put... We could put March Comes in, like, a line as well, because the first season was this year as well. So, like, hey, there's another show for you. All four shows from this season, you could all put into Best Of... And then from like previous uh, seasons, like My Hero Academia season two is great. Uh, Soccer Request is great, especially if you liked uh, Shirbako. It's kind of that same formula, but in a different story. Uh, but not the same, but it's like it's, it's a similar formula, essentially. It's kind of like Love Live and Love Live Sunshine in a way. Also, uh, Tiger Mask W is great because it's a wrestling anime, but also just super, super fun. Uh, and probably. What else did there be? Shoba Gamera Kogoraku Shinjo's second season. Even though I, I probably don't like the ending that much, you know, it's still pretty good for like the rest of that series. And I guess Iron Blood Orphans finished it this year as well. So, like, that would be up there as well. And then potentially, like, I would say the probably the best show of the year is Suki Kakire because it was just so, so good throughout, well paced. Uh, kind of defied the shoujo logic of like, oh, we're going to stretch out this story and you're going to get the satisfaction at the end. Like, no, we're going to do this like a third of the way through the season and then go from there. And I think it was real, really well done. And just, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, that's probably the best show of the year. Also, that has a season language checkup OVA episode as well. So if you want to hear more about that show, you should definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, and also Tiger Mask W has a, an article on on the site seasonalimecheckup.com if you want to read that where I kind of go into go in depth of like the history of that franchise and how it relates to like the original original anime and the manga and then how it like transitioned into pro wrestling and all that sort of stuff and then comes back with this like revival that went through 2016 and then through this year or through last year 2017 I should say it's not 2017 anymore it's 2018 oh god help but yeah, like I, I guess there's probably like ten on there that I, I mentioned. But hey, those are all like the best shows I watched this year. Like any one of those shows, you you really can't go wrong with, and they are just they're just highly highly recommended. But now it's time to look forward to the future. Winter season 2018, which is kind of I guess already kind of gotten underway. There are a few shows that have already already begun but like most of them are still not haven't started yet like i think a few of them will start this weekend and then some other ones will start next week because that's usually just how that goes there's a little bit of a gap between uh fall 27 or fall and then winter just to account for like holidays and the new year and all that stuff but let's dive right in shall we 
once again, shout-outs to AnyChart.net because they have a, a great comprehensive list of all the shows that are going to be happening, the shorts, the movies, the OPAs, all that stuff. And that's pretty much what I use. And they have nice little descriptions for each show, which are very great. And that's what we use here. Starting off, we have Basilisk, Oka Ninpocho from Seven Arcs. The battle for succession that continued for three generations of Shogun in the Keicho era culminated in a gruesome battle of ninja arts between the Koga and Iga clans. Amidst the rain of flower petals, a man and woman who have decided to live for love were separated once again, beautiful in their transience. However, it is said that by hand of Hattori Hanzo's adopted son, Koyo Hachiro, these two flower petals, whether temporarily or permanently, were given life again and left two mementos behind. These children, born with a destiny of their own, were called Koga Hachiro and Iga Hibiki. The former had eyes like his father's, and the latter had eyes like her mother's. It is now the Kanae era. Uh-oh, I lost my pies. Here we go. And the land is at peace. As engines begin to disappear into the shadows and being deemed unnecessary, the Koga and Iga clans ask a favor of Hachiro and Hibiki in hopes of reinforcing their foundations. Beatless by Dio Medea. I believe in that smile. Even if you don't have a soul. 2105 AD Japan. The humanoid android HIE, or let's go with HIE, <laughs> became part of people's lives and was handling the things humans could in, could could and couldn't do. Endo Arito, unlike his friends Kenko and Ryo, who hate HIE, felt sympathy for HIE, which are supposed to be just objects. One night, Arito suddenly gets assaulted by mysterious falling cherry blossoms that make HIE and machines run havoc. Will the concern or will the cornered Arato be saved by the mysterious HIE Lassia? Card capture Sakura Clear Card Hen, or Clear Card Arc, I should say, from Madhouse. It is the new Card Capture Sakura series. The sequel, you know, like what, 15 years, or not 15, like 18 years after the fact? So that's very exciting. I have the first volume of the manga that, that was officially released, and, you know, I've been keeping up with it through fan translations as well and it's it seems pretty good especially considering you know the gap between the original series and this so like there's weird technology issues where like oh like Sakura has like a smartphone now for some reason even though those were never even invented when the original series came out so like there's weird stuff like that but it's 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 cool like that you know similarly to Sailor Moon Crystal where Sailor Moon was kind of rebooted for a new generation like Cardcaptor Sakura gets that new sad style as well but this is like with a completely new arc that continues on the story Citrus from Passione we'll go with that Yuzuko Ihara a high school girl whose main interests are fashion friends and having fun is about to get a reality check due to her mom's remarriage Yuzu has transferred to a new all girls school that is extremely strict her real education is about to begin from day one happy-go-lucky Yuzu makes enemies namely the beautiful yet stern student council president May so what happens when a dejected Yuzu returns home and discovers the shock of her life, that Mei is actually her new stepsister who has come to live with her? Even more surprising when Mei catches Yuzu off guard and kisses her out of the blue. What does it all mean? Apparently that's like a very popular manga, like, even in America. Like, I, I think I read something like, it hit like the New York Times bestselling manga list like three or four times in like 2015 or something like that, which, that's cool. It is a very, I guess, popular series, and I know, like, the hype around it going into this season has been very big, so it's curious to see how that show's going to end up in terms of, like, its anime adaptation. Dame Cross Prince Anime Caravan from Studio Flad. 
an adaptation of the smartphone game, which will have an original story. There you go. Darling in the Franks. It's Franks with like two X's. From Trigger. Joint anime project between Trigger and A1 Pictures. Hey. That was announced at Anime Expo 2017. The story is set in the distant future. The land is ruined and humanity establishes the mobile Ford City Plantation. Pilots produced inside Plantation live in Miss... Mistletain? I literally can't read that. It's so small. Also known as the Birdcage. Children live there knowing nothing of the outside world or the freedom of the sky. Their lives consist of battling to carry out missions. Their enemies are mysterious giant life forms known as Kirio and the children pilot robots called Franks to face off against them. For the children riding in the Franks proves their existence. A boy named Hero is called Code 016 and he was once known as a prodigy. However, he has fallen behind and his existence seems unnecessary. Not piloting of Franks is the same as ceasing to exist. One day, a mysterious girl known as Zero Two appears before him. Two horns grow out of her head. That's usually something bad. Death March Kata Hajimaru Isekai Kyosokyoko from Silverlink. The story of the light novel series and manga follows a 29-year-old programmer who is on a death march, but one day he wakes up in another world after a nap. From a meteor shower, he happens to gain vast riches and he decides to go sightseeing, so he begins his heartwarming, occasionally serious and harem adventure in another world. Fate Extra Last Encore from Shaft. It is an adaptation of the video game Fate Extra. Gakyoin Babysitters from Brainspace. The manga centers on the brothers Ryuichi and Kotaro Kashima. Ryuichi is in high school and Kotaro is still a toddler. After the parents are killed in a plane crash, the two brothers find themselves living with the chairwoman of the Morinomiya Academy, who herself lost her son and daughter-in-law in the same accident. The chairwoman, however, has one stipulation for the brothers in order to live with her. Ryuichi has to work at the Academy's daycare center as a babysitter. Jin no Guardian 2 from Howliners Animation League is the second season of Jin no Guardian. Jintama Jin no Tamashi Hin from Sunrise is the final arc of Jintama. Grand Crest Senkai from A1 Pictures. The series takes place on a continent ruled by chaos. The chaos breeds disaster, but the lords of the continent have the power of Crest, the Holy Seal, that can calm the chaos and protect the people. However, before anyone realizes, the rulers cast aside their creed of purifying the chaos and instead start to fight each other for each other's crests and to gain dominion over one another. Silica, Silica, an isolated mage who scorns the lords for abandoning their creed, and a wandering knight named Theo, who is on a journey to train to one day liberate his hometown, which is under tyrannical rule, make an everlasting oath to each other as master and servant, and work together to reform this continent. Zogot, dominated by wars and chaos. Hakata Donkatsu Ramens from Saint Light. At first glance, the city of Fukuoka seems like a peaceful one, but under the surface, crime is running rampant. The city's Hakata Ward is home to the professionals of the underworld. Professional killers, detectives, informants, professional revenge seekers, those skilled in torture, and more. And an, according to urban legend, a killer of professional killers has shown up in the city. Hakame to Mikochi from Lersh. Nine centimeters tall, three and a half inches tall, the tiny girls Hakame and Mikochi live in the forest. Living in a tiny house in the tree, riding insects and birds, and making umbrellas out of leaves, these tiny girls live a tiny life. Follow their tiny but lovely lives as they live their day-to-day in a fantastic world of tiny people and gods. Hakyu Hoshin Enyi from Sea Station. It is a new anime adaptation of the Hoshin Enyi manga with a different voice cast. 
Hitori no Shita the Outcast second season from Highlanders Animation League. It's the second season of Hitori no Shita the Outcast. Hugoto Precure, the 15th Precure series from Toei Animation. Idolish 7 from Choika, a group of aspiring idol, idols, not idols, idols gather at Takanashi Production and are entrusted with the company's future. Seven men who have just met represent a variety of totally different personalities. However, they each have their own charm and possess unknown potential as idols. Forming a group, they take their first step together as Idolish 7. Their brilliantly shining dancing forms on stage eventually begin captivating the hearts of the people. Ito Junji Collection from Studio Jean. Stories from both the 11-volume Ito Junji Kasaku Shu series and the Fragments of Horror books will be adapted. Which is also another big hyped show coming out just because of the name attached to it, specifically. Karakai Jozu no Takagi-san from Shinei Animation. If you blush, you lose. Living by this principle, the middle schooler Nishikata gets constantly made fun of, made fun of by his seat neighbor Takagi-san. With his pride shattered to pieces, he vows to turn the tables and get back at her someday. And so he attempts to tease her day after day, only to find himself victim to Takagi-san's ridicule, ridicule again sooner than later. Will he be able to make Takagi-san blush from embarrassment even once in the end? Killing Bites from Lighten Films. People have been created that People have been created that are human-animal hybrids and powerful businesses bet on the outcome of their duels. College student Noboto Yuya's casual acquaintances ask him to drive them around to pick up girls one day, which he soon finds out means by force. The girl they kidnap is an animal-human hi hybrid named Hitomi, who slaughters all of them except Yuya. Hitomi is a honey badger, which has been called the most fearless of all animals. Now Hitomi is assigned to stay with Yuya for his protection. Koiwa Amanegari no Yoni from Wit Studio Akira Tachibana is a soft-spoken high school student who used to be part of the track and field club, but due to an injury, she is no longer able to run as fast as she once could. Working part-time at the family restaurant as a, as a recourse, she finds herself inexplicably falling in love with her manager, a divorced 45-year-old man with a, with a young son. Kokoko. Kokoku. There we go. Kokoku. From Gino Studio. Jury Yukawa lives with her neat father and brother, her retired grandfather, her sister, and her young nephew. One day, her nephew and brother are kidnapped by, for ransom. Having only 30 minutes to meet the demands of the kidnappers, Jury, who realizes there is not enough time to prepare the money, decides to head for their rescue by herself with knife in hand, when her grandfather uses a mysterious stone passed on in the Yukawa family to stop time. In a world where everyone and everything are inert, Jury and her father and grandfather run to rescue the two. But the, kid, the kidnappers hide out. They soon realize they are not the only ones who can still move about in this still world. Linky Bond of the Underworld from Howliners Animation League. It's the second season of Linky. Miira no Kaikata from 8-Bit. When high school student Sora Kashiwage finds himself staring down a serious oversized package sent to him by his self-proclaimed adventurer father, the last thing he expects to, is for it to be opened from the inside by a little mummy so small it can fit in the palm of his hand. Mitsuboshi Colors from Silverlink. Hark, the city is in peril. Who are you going to call colors? Wow. Sachan, Yui, and Kotaha, Kotaha are here to protect the city, solving mysteries, mysteries and battling enemies with help from their friends. But their quest isn't an easy one, as their arch nemesis Saito, the violent police officer of Uino, meets them at every turn. Martian Madshin from Hoods Entertainment. Hazaki Kagimura is a normal girl who's usually alone, with a relationship with her new family not going so well. 
She retreats every day to the world of stories and books. One day after school, one of the library's bookshelves sends her to another world with a magic school where she meets Shizuka Tsuchimikado. She finds out that girls called Madshin, who attend the school, are selected by old fairy tales and folk stories to wield their magic and are taught how to wield it in the school. The school has girls who are chosen by such stories as all these stories that I that are here. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Nanatsu no Taizai, Imashime no Fukatsu from A1 Pictures, the second season of Nanatsu no Taizai. Overlord 2 from Madhouse, the second season of Overlord. Pop Team Epic from Kamikaze Duga. The surreal four-panel manga centers around two 14-year-old girls, the short Popiko and the, the tall Pipimi, which is a, another highly anticipated winter show just because that manga is something else entirely. Ramen Daisuke Koizumi-san from Studio Gokumi. The gourmet comedy follows the daily lives of Koizumi, a high school girl who lives like a cool beauty at first glance but actually has an unexpected side of her that loves ramen. Ryuyo no Oshigoto from Project Number 9. 16-year-old Kuzuryu Yachi has fallen into a slump after winning the major shogi title Dragon King. The pressure of his losses continue until an elementary schooler called Hinatsuru Ai with an extraordinary shogi talent arrives at his doorstep. Saiki Kusuno no Visimble Non 2. There's a symbol there. I don't know what it is. It's the second season of that. Sanrio Danshi from Studio Pero. The project's premise follows Kota Hasegawa, a high school boy that loves the yellow pom-pom Purin dog. By mere coincidence, he ends up attending the same school as Yu Mizuno, a boy who loves the bunny My Melody. Yu tells Kota that there is nothing to be ashamed of for liking Sanrio's cute characters. <laughs> Together, Kota, Yu, Shunsuke, Yashino, Ryo Nishimiya, and Seichiro Minamoto learn to accept their love of the characters instead of failing embarrassed. Shinkansen Hinke Robo Shinkalion from Oriental Light and Magic. In the franchise's story, Hayato Hayasugi, the train-loving son of a train museum curator, accidentally stumbles into his dad's secret research at lab one day. Inside, he finds the E5 bullet train. As soon as he enters, he hears an announcement that a mysterious enemy, the Bachigami, B-God, is attacking the city of New Saitama. Luckily, with the touch of his father's Shinka Evolve card, the bullet train he's in transforms into a mighty robot, the Shinka Lion E5 Hayabusa. In the anime story, Hayato and other children will serve as conductors to pilot this Shinka Lion. The children must work together with the adults of the Shin Shinkansen Ultra Evolution Institute, the SUEI, to defeat the monster that looks like a jet black bullet train. Slow start from A1 Pictures. The story centers around 16-year-old Hana Ichinose, who, unbeknownst to her classmates, was a year late in enrolling into high school. Although it may not seem like a big deal, it is a big deal to her. She wants to catch up with everyone else someday. Sorayori Motoi Basho from Madhouse. The anime story centers on high school girls going to the South Pole, a place further than the universe. They struggle and grow together as they cope with extreme conditions. Toji no Miko from Studio Gokumi. Since ancient times, shrine maidens who wield swords have been exercising Aratama, strange existences that threaten the human world. These young women who wear school uniforms in a sword called Toji, and they serve as an official unit within the police force as a special religious service police squad. The government author authorizes the Toji to wear swords and serve as government officials, and, th and the government has set up five schools throughout the country for the girls to attend. 
The girls live ordinary school lives while occasionally performing their duties, wielding the swords and using various powers to help and protect the people. Violet Evergarden from Kyoto Animation. Auto Memory Stall. It's been quite a while since that name caused a fuss. Originally invented by Professor Orland solely for his beloved wife, Auto Memories dolls eventually spread out into the world, and the machine that allows people to rent out the dolls was also created. I will run as fast as I can to whatever, wherever my customer desires. I am the Auto Memories doll Violet Evergarden. A girl who almost appears to have popped out of a fairy tale with her blonde hair and blue eyes said this with her inorganic beauty and sweet voice. So obviously that's a big deal because of the new Kyoto Animation Show, but I think it's also like it's Netflix exclusive, at least for the state. And the rumor is they're going to try and make that a simulcast, but hold your breath on that. Yoamushi Pedal Glory Line, the fourth season of Yoamushi Pedal from TMS Entertainment. Yuru Camp Delta from Sea Station. Ren likes to go camping by herself along the lakes to provide a scenic view of Mount Fuji. Nadashiko loses or loves to take cycling trips by herself to places where she can see Mount Fuji. After they meet, Ren and Nadashiko take camping trips, eat cup ramen together, and enjoy the scenery. And finally, Zoku Token Rambu Hanamoro from Dogakobo is the second season of that. Uh, there are leftovers like March Comes in Lion Season 2, Black Clover, Garo, Vanishing Line, uh, Ancient Magus Blade, or Bride, excuse me, uh, Osamatsu-san 2, and then some TV shorts like Dagashi Kashi 2 is apparently a TV short. Who knew? Unless this is the way it is listed in this. Uh, 25 Sai no Joshi Kosei, GD Men, Kaiju Girls, Ultra Kaiju, Gijinka Keikaku 2, Michiri Nik Neko, Nansatsu no Bitoku, and Takonomi. And then some movies, like there's a Bungo Street Dogs movie, a new Chunibyo movie, there's a Attack on Titan season recap movie. And then for OVAs, there's a sequel to Days, which apparently is an OVA, which I guess because they're saying like, oh, it's just a match. That makes sense. It's a little weird place to put it. Uh, Mob Cycle 100 OVA, the real life OVA, that is the series conclusion, which will be certainly something strange. And that's it. We'll stick a gander at spring and see if there's anything cool that would be worth talking about. Uh, My Hero Academia Season 3, The Caligula Effect, just because I played that game, and man, I didn't like playing that game, but the guy who wrote the story is the same guy who wrote the first Persona Persona 1 and 2 games, so that would be the reason I would watch that, but yeah, that, playing that game was not the best. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, the Lady Layton game is being converted into an anime? Huh. That's interesting. Persona 5, the animation, even though I have problems with Persona 5 and don't necessarily like that game, I would watch that show. Steins Gate Zero, the same thing. I have a lot of problems with that game, but I would see, I would watch it just to see what they do with it. And then also, like, Wotaku no Koei wa... Uzukashi, just because I read that manga. And it's fun. Uh, Movie-wise, there's a Kyoto Animation movie. Which I don't know what it is, but it's a Kyoto Animation movie. <laughs> and then OVAs, so there's nothing really out there right now that I know of, so yeah. That's gonna wrap this up, then.
has an amount of stuff to talk about. So yeah, that was uh, that was fall season. That was our look forward to winter and beyond. And hey, we've made it 16 episodes of this podcast over four years. Next time we join, it'll be a little bit warmer, and we'll be into year five, which, geez, that's crazy. But if you want more from, from this podcast, go to seasonalamycheckup.com or sec.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast, uh, the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, which is the weekly podcast that is kind of a spinoff of this. And there's also a podcast called Jared and I Watch Sailor Moon Crystal, where me and my Seasonal Anime Checkup co-host, and Lady, watch Sailor Moon Crystal, and we talk about that each week. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Like uh, recently, I just did Game of the Year, so that's up there. And there was a there was an article about the K on English dub that I wrote. That's up there on the site as well. You can follow the site on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/AnimeCheckup. That's where you get all that fun stuff. And like I said, or like I said earlier, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Seasonal Anime Checkup. And there's links on for all that stuff on the website as well. It's like if you want the Google Play version or the the podcast feeds for the other podcasts, that's all up there as well. So yeah, hopefully uh, winter season brings forth some cool stuff. And we will reconvene in like 12 weeks to talk about all that. See you then.